You're working on a project with your team and trying to do everything through email. Things started okay initially, but as soon as you add more than a few people or share more than a few files, the whole thing falls apart and becomes a mess. Someone gets omitted from CC and misses an important update, and there's that other person who adds a lot of people to the thread, even though most of them don't belong there. Not forgetting the coworker who starts a whole new thread and a new discussion about the same thing. Email is great for talking to one person, but terrible for talking to a group for project management. Basecamp comes into play here. Basecamp is made to make it easier to manage projects that everyone can do. You start a project in Basecamp, post a description on the message board, and let everyone else catch up on their own time. When someone has something to say, they write it on the message board. If someone has a quick question, they post it in the chat. When someone needs to share a file, you put it in Basecamp, and everyone can see the recent version. Communications run the way that it should. Basecamp makes it easy to work together on projects without wasting time. Teams that use Basecamp send less email and have fewer meetings. Go to basecamp.com slash today and sign up to start a free 30-day trial. No credit card is required and you can cancel online anytime. If you want to know if Basecamp is right for your team, signing up for a trial is the best way. Remember to go to basecamp.com slash to get your free trial. Thank you, Basecamp, for sponsoring this episode. One good thing that happened to me during the pandemic was to consider restarting my podcast, which I stopped after five episodes in 2016. Stuck at home with time on my hand, I wanted to put the microphone I bought for a better Zoom meeting experience to more use. I tried recording the podcast via Zoom, but it wasn't good. The sound quality was less than ideal, and any intermittent connection issues made it worse. Fortunately, I found Zencaster a dedicated platform for virtual audio and video podcast recording. It provides crystal clear sounds which is recorded locally before being pushed to the cloud. This way, you don't have to worry about any inherent connection issues that may disrupt your audio quality. And if you wish to do video, it allows you to record in gorgeous 1080p HD. The best tool is useless if it is too complicated. Zencaster resides on the web and there is nothing to download. If you know how to use the browser, you would know how to use Zencaster. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. If you go to zen.ai slash agentan and enter the promo code agentan, you'll get 30% off your first three months. That's zen.ai slash agentan. It's time to share your story. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Agent Tan Show. Today we're talking more about digital documentation. I know, it's not anything new, but to focus mainly for the accounting department, there's something new. And I'm very happy to have my guest today to share more about this. My guest is Mr. Edward Sanju. He's the Regional Chief Executive Officer at Sunsun Inc. Using Singapore as a springboard, he's responsible for driving Sunsun's growth in the region, including Malaysia, Indonesia, Thailand, and Vietnam. Sunsun provides an ever-expanding suite of software tools that serve as business infrastructure and drive digital transformation. The first one is a cloud-based contact management tool for corporation, as well as a cloud-based invoice management tool called Bill One. Hi, Edward. Thank you for coming on to the show. Well, thank you very much for letting me be here today. It's such an honor. Thank you very much. I'm Edward, and I'm the regional CEO of Sunsung Global, which is the first subsidiary of a Japanese yeah, startup founded in 2007. Our headquarters in Tokyo, but our like first office outside Japan is here in Singapore. And we, had, we have 20 people team here. What we 
provide as a service is digital transformation service, which is mainly focused on what kind of relationship that company has, a contact management solution, and also a new service called to manage the invoices and the payments inside that company. One is like the contact management. One is the invoice management. But both shares a very essential part. It's the proof of some company met some company or someone met someone. So basically, for the contact management solution, we use business cards, emails, and those like an interaction with others, also like the virtual cards that we have created throughout this like COVID period. We have a few sources of who understand and track who has met whom inside your company. So for like a paper business cards you receive, you just scan it and we will do the transcription of the data that's inside there. And we do that in 99.9% accuracy and make that as a shareable database inside that company to understand who has met whom, what kind of connections you have, so that you don't have to actually ask around many people that, hey, do you know this company or not? Or sometimes go to an appointment and figure out that this person's a very nice friend of your boss or yeah, the same thing happens in invoice. Invoice is also like a company A and company B meet, meet each other and then contract and do business together, right? It's a proof of these companies' encounters. And it even has how much was actually the business between them. But these like invoices, some are in paper, some are in PDF, and it's very fragmented and everyone receives it in different departments. And each like month's end, the accounting team gets into like hassle. That's all because all these data are not in a proper data format. How did that hypothesis come about? You would technically be speaking with different set of target audience. I would imagine perhaps the CRM bit, maybe more mm -hmm. on the HR side, perhaps more of salespeople. True. Whereas the invoice aspect, you'll be uh -huh. literally speaking with accountants. Is that <laughs> a backstory to how this whole idea come about? <laughs> Thanks for asking. One day, it was like four years back, one of our accountants inside Japan, he actually started thinking, hey, why do I have to type in all these like invoice data from every paper and also like the PDF that's coming in? Isn't this the thing that we have been solving for those like sales and like other like HR managers as a service called Sansan, which is the contact management solution. And then he tried to like apply this like technology into the invoicing side. And then slowly we figured out, okay, this is like a encounter of companies and the result of it. Maybe this can connect to our business to me. And then slowly kind of made this two years in the beta period. And then after two years, yeah, we launched it. It was before COVID. Wow. And then suddenly six months later, the world changed. Like the way of working, people can't go to the office to receive invoice, many payment delays, even like the government was supporting those like payment delays. And that was an issue. So from that point, all these new kind of requests from these like users actually came in. And now we almost have, a, including Japan, 1,000 users for this like a new service already. Yeah. And that's a very different kind of like a gross angle compared to the contact management side which we started in the initial period. But it was just like a one 
accountant's like、uh, own experience and his idea, basically. And then he was brave enough to like take the first step to apply our technologies into those his daily business processes. So basically, the product is based on the real accountant's point of view. I think this really says a lot about the、mm. company Sunsun because, firstly, you are open to hearing from your people, getting in their、yeah. feedback. That's、mm-hmm. really good. And also, the other thing is, people are not fearful of speaking up. You actually <laughs> encourage those kind of ideation, which I think is fantastic. And I hope this show proof to many other companies out there、mm. why listening to your people and to provide that safe space is so important. It is、mm-hmm. not just to retain and hire people. It could be、yeah. a business opportunity, like what you are saying right now. It's basically when people has an idea, we keep this like a mission, company's mission part pretty clearly. It's like a changing encounters into innovation. This is our mission. So when someone has a new idea, and if that connects to our mission, company's mission, I think they are free to investigate more, or use their time more to actually see if this seed can be a business or something that connects to our mission. Let people try it. That's the culture that we have. We'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. Special thanks to Zencaster for sponsoring today's episode. Podcasting remotely can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution makes the process quick and painless, the way it should be. I'm obsessed with quality, and Zencaster delivers crystal clear audio and stunning HD video. Not to mention that it's easy to use, even for my less tech-savvy guests. There's nothing to download. They simply click on the link and begin recording. Zencaster is all about making your podcasting experience as simple as possible. You don't have to leave your browser to finish the episode because the tool includes everything from local recording to automatic post production. Take the next step in your podcasting journey. Go to zen.ai/adriantan and enter the promo code adriantan, and you'll get thirty percent off your first three months. That's zen.ai/adriantan, and remember to enter in the promo code adriantan at checkout. It's time to share your story. Back to digital documentation. Obviously, this is something not entirely new. I'm、mm-hmm. very certain many technologies, many companies、True. has been doing it for the longest time. Could you give、mm. us a sense of the state of digital documentation right now, based on、mm. your interaction, your observation across the countries and regions that you cover? And also,、yeah. are there any differences besides just comparing against countries, but also within industries? If we talk about documents, there's so many kind of like type of documents. But if we see this invoice part, many countries, including Singapore, we have the initiative, Pepo Initiative, Invoice Now Initiative, which is making all these completely digital, starting from digital, ending it in digital. This is what like every country is trying to like actually bring in. So Vietnam, they started this e-invoicing law this year. Even Philippines, they're starting the same thing, and Thai, it was. From more like a past 2014, that was a timing where they this like idea, but every country has a different kind of yeah way of approaching towards this digital to digital, completely forgetting about the paper, like a portion. But the reality is, like, paper are still there, papers are still there, and then like PDF is still there. And then this like new digital thing will come up, and each country has a different format, and it doesn't connect. 
even more complicated than the actual timing we were just using paper. So the company needs to like think about how they're handling all these like different channels inside. But the point is for these like papers, we've been trying to improve our like machine recognition using AI, using machine learning and everything. But still, it's very hard to make a very accurate 99.9% accuracy data transcription service. Like most of the OCR, we do use OCR inside our internal operations. And that I would human may pause you a second for audience yeah. who may not know what OCR is. Could you oh, just okay. digress and do a quick definition? OCR is machine recognition of the text image. If you kind of take a picture of that, then the machine will try to recognize the letters inside. So if it's written Edward sends you, then the machine will pick up E-D-W-A-R-D and then like a transcript. So just like a transcription accuracy is very still low. Some, if it's only English, then it might be good to a certain kind of like level. But from our usual kind of like survey that we, when we use other OCR technology, basically the accuracy is around 80%. 80% means among 100 letters, there's 20 mistakes. It will take more time to actually correct it than actually type it from the beginning. So these kind of like technologies, like limitation is still there. And that's actually preventing to make all these data that's coming in from different sources into an integrated source. That's the thing that's kind of preventing all these, uh, yeah, the complete, like the digital to digital or a single source of like data that they receive from multiple channels. Yeah. So the world's still in a pretty mixed up situation right now, but definitely many countries are moving towards this complete digital to digital invoicing platform. Even Japan, we learned from Singapore and we have this like pep-based invoicing kind of, yeah, plans in the future, two years back. Yeah, that's the, like the timing that we are looking for. But the funny thing is, even they're using Pebble, it doesn't connect between Singapore and Japan directly. They are still like each country's own format. And those are like the gaps that we're going to see even digital to digital. Yeah. So trying to like connect and kind of what collect all the data from different various sources trying to connect them and see it in a single database. India is also another country that's quite heavy on paper invoice mm. because they actually require the invoice to be stamped. Mm. Japan seems to have that tendency as well. So does South <laughs> Korea, Taiwan, a lot of Northern Asia countries seems to still mm. have this. We need to seal it. We need to have a mm. stamp on it in order for it to be recognized. When I first started mm. my business, same thing. Invoice is never recognized unless you stamp it and you sign. I'm glad that we have moved on from that because it is such a, a troublesome way of trying <laughs> to officialize your yeah. invoice. For those people who may be a bit more affluent in accounting, mm. they would mm -hmm. also imagine that, hey, my accounting system is already churning out digital invoice. If they are using, mm. say, Zero, or even if they're using mm. QuickBook, et cetera, they're already doing so. So where does your digital documentation of invoice actually comes in to help them? It's before the accounting process, actually. Yeah. So to actually put in all the data into your accounting system, 
first, you need to receive that invoice. It might be in paper, it might be in PDF, or it might be in a different kind of like file upload format or something. But, and many people inside one company are receiving invoices. It might be stuck in their inbox. It might be stuck in their like desk. And all these psychodata will come later to the accounting team. So all the things that's going to happen towards this like accounting system is the thing that we want to take care of is beforehand. We receive the invoices in behalf of the customer. So basically, if it's like a PDF, they will put copy one email address that goes directly into bill one. Secondly, if it's like paper, they can send it to our scanning center, which is in Payaleba, and we will do the scanning from paper into this image format and then do the digitization after that. So companies can go completely paperless from the real beginning, and they don't need any kind of like paper flying around company. So the good thing is, if you receive it in bill one, you can approve it using the workflows inside bill one. You don't have to like manage about like the original copies. And the accounting team can see all the data from the right beginning. So it's not stuck in like people store and at the month's end, people will rush and say, hey, I need this like payment done today. Can you actually manage it? These things will never happen. We use this data to pass it to the accounting system. So it's a one step which lies before the actual journaling and those operations. And it will be like a completely hands-free kind of like invoice management and receiving workflow without paper anymore. So the impact mm. is mostly felt on the accounts payable side where a company True. get a lot of invoices and I would imagine certain industries may be receiving a lot mm. more invoices, not so much True. on the output aspect. So which are the kind of industries or companies mm. that have a tendency to receive a lot of different invoices? From our basic research that we've done in Singapore, we took like a survey from 400 professionals here. And the average was around 436 invoices that they receive as a company. But the companies who receive more is these construction and also like the building maintenance companies and also FMB companies. These are like uh, companies who receive more invoices. And especially if we take example from the construction industry, right now we have a several customer from this, but I can introduce one name, Oa Construction. This company is a company who's making the truest port, putting all the sands in and make lands for like the basic kind of like construction. This is what they do as a business. And then they have like a several projects around Singapore. And then every places they receive the invoices. And then those are mixed up with paper and media, but everyone, the site has, each site has an accounting, accountant to actually manage the cost and see how much they're spending inside their budget. But everyone was sitting in a different place. And even after that, they have to get an approval for the, from the site managers. It's because, okay, this cement kind of process, it's done properly. So the site manager will give the approval. And then finally, those approved invoice will go back to the headquarter. And after that, they can file it. So since all the places are in different location 
and they have to gather all these like information and send it to the headquarters and share it. It takes like pretty long time to finish one invoice. Some takes two months or so. And that's assuming yeah. people key it in promptly. Sometimes if we still use paper, the invoice get lost during the way. And then they have to wait for the vendors to like actually remind them. That brings the trust down to each of these projects. Yeah. So for the construction companies, these are like the one solution that we can really provide. And from day one, all these like a paper-based operation will disappear. And then everything will change, be changed on based on like workflows. Now it's very hard to actually hire people for these basic stuff. The wages are going up. It's very hard to hire people in different rural areas if it's like these kind of like projects. But they can actually bring in people inside the headquarters and do this like work re completely remotely. Now, a few mm. accountants would also want to spend so much of their time playing data entry. It just doesn't add value to True. the job that they are doing. Uh, and with all this taken away, then they obviously can have bigger value to play to the organization True. as well. Mm. To your earlier point about making all this go away, so to speak, but the supplier will still be sending those invoices to this company. Mm. So where would this, all these invoices go to? Does it go to mm -hmm. you and then you digitize it? How does it work? It comes to our office. Basically, you have this certain place with a high security to manage all these invoices coming in from different customers. And then once we receive it, we will scan the invoice in the same day to that, like our customer's account and then do the digitization. So basically the customers can see the data pretty like quickly after once we received it. And we will give back the original copies back once a month to the customer. So they will still receives like the original copy. Some of them, they throw it away because it's everything is digitalized inside Bill 1. But some still wants to like uh, keep it just in case. Yeah. But for the additional, they will just keep the original copies. They don't need to like add on many attachments to prove that this is like a correct transaction. So yeah, reducing paper and everything like changes. But also the good thing is the vendors, when they receive this like a notification from our clients, they'll change it into, even they're sending paper, they'll change it into PDF or file upload using Bill One's platform so that they don't have to like uh, post mail it compared to like the past. So all these like transition, including the vendors will happen together. Yeah, but we can still, we still receive the invoice in our scanning sector. So beyond just providing the output of the digital information, there's mm. also a service element involved, which True. obviously adds tons of convenience for the accountants or the accounts payable people because nobody wants extra work. And as you mm. rightfully mentioned earlier on, during the initial stage of digital documentation, a lot of time it is just adding yeah. on one more format rather than using mm. the new format to replace the old one. So I'm very certain this will yeah. be very interesting. So beyond just looking at the mm -hmm. accounts payable side and on the, are there any other aspect that this delivery service or mm. these solutions will be expanded into? Any future plans? Additional point is this account receivable part. But this actually starts from like a digital. Basically, we kind of get the information from the internal system that the client has and then send it using Bill one towards like the customers. So this part, yeah, it will definitely help both sides of the accounting. 
teams. So this is one place that we are looking for additionally. But if we think about it much more broader, there are more kind of like aspects or like solutions that we can create. So for example, like a contract, this is another kind of like similar thing happening in between like customers, A and B, but some of it's still like paper format, some of it in like a DocuSign or other format, everything scatters around pretty much. So we want to like actually bring this into a single database that people can actually understand what kind of thing relationship they have with the other party easily. Yeah, this can be another aspect that we can think about. And yeah, we're slowly working towards it actually right now. So where can people find out more about yourself as well mm -hmm. as Bill One that you have mentioned? Please come to sansan.com. Yeah, that's like the place that we have all our service inside the web. Yeah. And also we have our office in Beach Center, which is on Beach Road, ne right next to like the Raffles Hotel. So I'll be happy to like host everyone who comes with a coffee in WeWork. Yeah. So that's where you can find me and our team. Great. All this will be added into the show notes. Edward, thank you so much for coming onto the mm. show today to share more about the benefits of digital invoicing and exactly how it can benefit many companies out there, especially on the accounts payable side. And very certain everyone will be looking forward to how this could be expanded to help other aspects of mm. people who are doing other areas of accounting as well. And with that, okay. thank you so much for coming onto the show. Yeah, thank you very much for having me today. Special shout out to today's sponsor, Zencaster. It may not be obvious, but every podcast episode usually comes with post-production. The ding, swoosh, fit in and outs are usually painstakingly added in by a professional sound engineer. The sound also requires normalization and noise reduction to provide listeners with the best listening experience. Before you grunt at spending money on sound engineering, you'll be pleased to know that all this can easily and quickly be done on Zencaster. It comes with a soundboard for live editing, so you can insert any audio clips live as you record. You can also add intro, add, and other audio on the fly. And with its automatic post-production feature, you can be assured of studio-quality sound with loudness normalization, noise, and hum reduction that makes your podcast sound like it was recorded in a studio. One transcript for your listeners, Zencaster's transcriptions are produced by their language modeling AI and proprietary machine learning tools that are on par with leaders such as Google Descript and Auto.ai. To enjoy all this, simply sign up for Zencaster by going to zen.ai slash adriantan and enter the promo code adriantan and you'll get 30% off your first three months. That's zen.ai slash adriantan and remember to enter in the promo code adriantan. It's time to share your story. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can refer to the show notes for links to more information about our guests and their businesses. If you enjoyed this podcast, it will be helpful to give a review on iTunes or follow me on Spotify. If you're using Overcast, please hit the star button under the episode. That will help get this episode and podcast out to more people who may find it useful. I'll see you in the next episode of The Agent Han Show.